0: I think when you become aware of something is when you start to see opportunities that that have been there all along, but you're not the person that's ready to see them, right? So while we were actually climbing our way out of the $600,000 in debt, we had read a book, Cashflow Quadrant. We had le- learned that you needed to get unearned income, you know, money coming in passively to you. And so I think as in almost everything in my life, once, once I made a decision about something, the opportunities started showing up and I could see them.
1: Welcome to Grid Talk, a podcast about real estate entrepreneurs, visionaries, and the stories behind the legacies they're creating. I'm your host, Rob Chavez, and on today's episode, I have Linda McKissick, the queen of passive income. Now, let me tell you, Linda has been an inspiration to me for well over a decade. Her and her husband, Jimmy, have this unbelievable business that they've created, one that's comprised of of over 110 long-term rentals, 16 vacation rentals, six commercial buildings, four real estate franchises, and it all started with one team. But you know what? The story even started before that, when they went through this crazy crisis, this financial crisis in the 80s that literally almost took them out. This is the journey of somebody who got out of that hole and built a massive empire with her partner, and today she is the queen of passive income. So it's my joy to bring you Linda McKissick. Grid, what is going on? I'm super pumped because today I've got Linda McKissick with me. And for those that don't know Linda, let me just tell you, she's an inspiration. Her and Jimmy are an inspiration to me. Linda, I don't know if you remember this, but it was almost a decade ago where i was on this mini panel i don't even know how i got on the panel right <laughs> um it was about it was kind of a it was during the foreclosure crisis and it was about living a big life or it was some kind of big something tour that you guys were doing and you came down to virginia and um you know i was uh, felt privileged that i was on this panel and and it was about building um a life where you had real estate investments, right. And, and scaling a business. And mm-hmm. I looked to you guys and I said, Hey, you've got this seventh level team. You have, you know, over a hundred assets that you, you know, own, how, 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 how do you do this? How can I replicate this? And you probably don't remember the advice that you gave me to remember. You probably don't, but I'll tell I'll I'll share it with you real fast. You it said, probably hasn't changed over the years you probably, well, you know, that's what's great. Principles are principles, right? But you said, Rob, get really good at your agent business. Mm -hmm. And what it's going to do is it's going to create a lot of opportunity for you in other areas, right? Title, mortgage, investments. And so I went to work because I wasn't running like a traditional agent business at the time. I was more of, you know, doing investments and buying and fixing and flipping and buying and holding for my family. And it must've been around 2009, you know, 2000 and, you know, so it wasn't, you know, it was 2009, 2010, I would imagine. That's what it really was. Right. Uh, But that was the advice you gave me. And I took that to heart and we, we just started building this thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm, so I'm excited to have you on here again. And, Mm -hmm. and, and what I want to do is share you with our grid community. Right. We're uh, a little over 15,000 people now. We have 16 different chapters in eight different states. Wow. And we just recently launched in Tennessee and Scottsdale, Arizona. And we're looking at different parts of uh, McAllen, Texas. Uh, Wendy Paffison runs San Antonio. And so we're on a mission to just help people build wealth through real estate. And um, And what I wanted to do was share your story. Because I think you have an amazing story. Your and Jimmy's story is an amazing story. And so um, with that, let's kind of go back in time. Let's get into that DeLorean, right? Go back, you know, in time and share with us a little bit about your real estate journey. Because I know it wasn't easy, especially in the beginning, right? How you guys, how you and Jimmy got started. I'd love to share that story with everybody. Okay, sure.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I think you know. Well, I always say that. I think um, sometimes, or most times, uh, the worst thing that ever happens to you can eventually wind up being the best thing that ever happens to you. And I, I think if I had to title our story, that's what I would say about it. Uh, I always like to say I was in my mid twenties uh, when we had a horrific economic crash in Texas. I think the states that hit the most was Texas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas because we were very heavily into the oil business. And I always like to say, you know, I'm in my middle 20s at this point. I don't even know what the word economy means, much less, is it a good one? Is it a bad one? I mean, uh, no one in my family had ever gone to college. So I didn't go to college right out of high school. I got married and that quickly ended. And so when I got married to Jimmy, you know, I was still trying to figure out who am I? You know, what can I do to make anything more than minimum wage? (laughs) Because I'm a real Mm -hmm. hard worker, but all my jobs you know, had really literally paid me about minimum wage. And so Jimmy being the kind of great man that he is, he said, well, why don't you go back to college, figure out, you know, figure out who you are. And, you know, I, I went back to college, but I was pretty far into college when the the crash happened and I wasn't really figuring out a lot of <laughs> tools of the trade that would make me a lot of money. So when Jimmy came to me and said, you know, we're in, we're in a mess, uh, we're $600,000 upside down in debt because Mm -hmm. he had actually sold a restaurant and nightclub in Dallas that we had gone to try to, you know, make it big. It was kind of a mini Dave and Busters, if you will. And we had gone, you know, cashing our chips from one small successful location and gone to Dallas to try to make it big there. And with Mm -hmm. the economic crash, we literally had to sell that business for 600 less than what we owed against it. And the banks just immediately took those notes um so you know I always like to say again I didn't know what the word economy meant much less how massive that really was mm-hmm. and I think because of that uh you know I always have been married to Jimmy 39 years I don't usually wake up and say you know what do you think I should do <laughs> I do what the heck I think I should do right <laughs> but that day I was pretty lost uh and mm-hmm. I said to him well, you know he he had, he had said to me I really need your help I need you to go to work and help me try to figure this out and I said that's great uh but what in the world can I do, you know, other than waitressing and bartending at your nightclubs where I'd make great tips. I really had never found anything that I could do that made a lot of money. And he said, you know, a mentor, a peewee football coach of his used to drive all the way across town to pick Jimmy up to play on his football team. And he said, you know, that guy told me one time, if you ever want to make a lot of money, real estate is the way to do it. Now, I have since learned that that man was a huge developer and build her out of Dallas. I don't think hmm. he said, you know what, get a wife, get her to sell houses, you guys will be rich forever. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy misunderstood the message. <laughs> but to be honest with you, I'm really thankful because real estate was a great cash flow opportunity, honestly. I mean, once I figured it out, I always like to say, I, in the beginning, was, I'm a slow learner. Uh, In the fact that my first year only made $3,000 gross and Jimmy had to tell me, you know, Linda, this is, we're not going the right way, honey. I'm spending 15 to buy all your stuff and you're making three. (laughs) This math is not working, but you know, it's because back then, Rob, honestly, there was no training. There was no education. I literally, if if a title company hadn't paid for me a free ticket to go see Mike Ferry in Fort Worth, Texas, I don't know where I would have been because I realized that if you want to do anything in the world, anything. Just go find the people that are already doing it and go find out what they're doing and just do it, right? Just Mm -hmm. do what they tell you to do. And you might fail your way forward and stumble your way forward, but 99% of the time, whatever they tell you worked for them is going to work for you. And so that was, you know, that was a huge stepping stone for me to start looking, you know, to other people. If I wanted to accomplish something, you know, how do you build a big real estate business? And if you want to do investing, how do you do investing? And so, but the good news about the story is, The pain of that, I think, left in our minds, the fact that there's gotta be people out there that when, what I like to call, when I teach fierce conversations, gradually and suddenly happens to, Mm -hmm. um, they don't wind up losing everything like we did. We literally, we didn't own any real estate back then, but we literally had to drive a beat up car. We had to, you know, cut way back on everything we had. I mean, we really had to just kind of get our boots on and figure out what the heck to do with this situation. But I think because of that, it left in our mind that we needed to study people that were wealthy, that when economic downturns happen, they don't, you know, they don't get in those kind of situations because I always like to say it's not a marriage enriching situation to be that far Mm -hmm. in debt. You don't come home and Mm -hmm. say, hi, dear, how was your day? You you say, where the heck are we going to get some money? (laughs) You know, and how are we going to get out of this mess? And so I think, you know, again, if you give something long enough and you look for the lessons in it and you say, what can I learn or how can I change this situation? It can wind up being the greatest blessing ever. And I think because of that, we became more ready for Opportunity to build cash, uh, a wealth, and passive income. Not just not just a job where you have cash flow, or a business where you have cash flow.
1: Mm-hmm. And you know that that's a, a valuable point because what happened was you, you you first had to learn how to to make money, right, in yeah. the business, right? It's like I call it ringing the bell. You got to go and figure out how to ring that bell, and then learn how to just keep ringing it over and over again. But then one day you realize, wait a second, I I and not everybody gets this initially early, like. There's only so long I can ring that bell. I need to start transferring over some of that money yeah. and do what I call like an income flip, right? Take it from, you know, kind of like an earned income side to to yeah. a passive income side. So, you know, how, when did that realization happen? Like, how did that how did that occur? How did that transition well, happen? Well,
0: I think when you, I think when you become aware of something is when you start to see opportunities that that have been there all along, but you're mm. not the person that's ready to see them. Right. So while we were actually climbing our way out of the $600,000 in debt, we had read a book, Cashflow Quadrant. We had le- learned that you needed to get unearned income, you know, money coming in passively to you. And so I think as in almost everything in my life, once once I made a decision about something, the opportunities started showing up and I could see them. I couldn't see them last week because of what hadn't made that decision to do it. And so I went out on an appointment and this person wanted to sell their house and it was in pretty bad shape. They weren't living in it anymore and had foundation issues and it was just empty and it was just in bad shape. And I came home to Jimmy super pumped and said, man, I think we can make $15,000 on this house. And uh, the guy said, you know, I just want to sell it to an investor or somebody who doesn't care what kind of shape it's in. And so when I went home and I was all excited with Jimmy, he immediately reminded me that, uh, Linda, that's fantastic, but I can't, we can't go to the bank. We owe them, you know, we're still paying off $600,000 and we don't have any money. And so I went to sleep that night and I woke up the next morning and my builder's name was on my lips. It's I I thought Mm. Lou, Lou craft. He, he will do it with me. If I go to him and I ask him, I've got the validity and the knowledge about this. I've got the opportunity. He's got the money I will go to him and I'll ask him and I feel pretty confident he'll say yes. And so literally that's how we bought our first three properties. Um, One, that one we flipped and made the 15. And almost to the day that we flipped it, a girl in my office came to me. And because we had a bunch of foreclosures in Texas back then by the RTC, Mm -hmm. which is the entity that was taking the savings and loans foreclosures. And she said to me, Linda, I know you're wanting to do this. And there's a house by the university of North Texas, and they want $15,000 for it. So I ran back to Lou and I said, let's don't cash the money. Let's, (laughs) let's put it into this other property. And so he went over there with us. And when he looked at it, he said, Hey guys, this is metered. We could do a fourplex out of this thing. So he, you know, I said, well, all I got to my commission and he said, that's fine. And so we jumped into that deal and then we bought one more, and then, you know, I always like to tell the story that that first one we bought, eventually we split our partnership with Lou and said, you, you know, we wouldn't be here without you. So which of these houses, two houses that we now have, do you want? And he took the second one. And so the first one that we held, not the first one we flipped, um, that house is paid off. And it actually pays us more than Jimmy's Social Security for, for uh, working for 40 years.
1: That's wild. <laughs> That's wild, right? One house one house one house one that house at a fourplex yep that's wonderful and so you were off to the races right like you, it was a belief system something kind of like snapped in you and said okay i'm i'm going to do more of this right yep. but you had the balance i'm sure cuz you were running a real estate team a very successful real estate team and you're also doing these investments so how did you how did you just out of curiosity how did you balance that how did, how did that well very
0: very unbalanced in the beginning, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, because Rob, back then realtors worked 80 hours a week. That's literally what you did because no one had assistance. I literally was the first person in my town to hire assistants and the other realtors treated me awful. They mm. thought I was lying, cheating and stealing by having someone you know answer their phone call. It was a real battle to be honest with you, but I had gone to California by this time Several times out to a Mike Ferry seminar, and I was already seeing that the way agents were doing more business is they were leveraging off all the stuff that was fifteen dollars an hour, and mm-hmm. they were you know working the 200 three hundred dollar an hour stuff. And I very quickly got that math, you know. Um, so, so it wasn't easy, and there was not training. To be honest with mm-hmm. you, uh, there was no offices. You got one week before you started. And, and, uh, that was it that you, you, Mm -hmm. good luck. I hope you figure this out. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, I have to be honest, uh, until I really, cause I, I was actually outperforming you know, how quickly I could hire people. And so, cause I got very early on, you got a list. I'm all about leverage and freedom. Mm -hmm. You know, if I start feeling Mm -hmm. pinned up, I'm going to find the leverage point or I'm going to find the freedom point and I'm going to get out of it. And so Mm -hmm. I very quickly realized if I just would focus on listings, I'd get more freedom. And so once I was getting that done, that's when the balance came in. When I started hiring more people (laughs) and working, you know, Just on the listing side of it, I got more balance until one day, 12 years in the business doing 200 transactions, I looked up and said, This ain't enough freedom for me. Mm -hmm. I get a little bit of time off on Saturday to go check my voicemail and make sure nobody's calling in to want to list their house. Uh, I've got buyer agents out working the buyers, but on Sunday, I might get half a day off if I'm lucky. And I just thought, you know what? I feel trapped. I feel like this isn't enough. freedom for me. So I again started reinventing myself. And by this time, you know, we're owning quite a few houses. You know, we had put a plan together to to buy 20 properties, have them free and clear in 20 years. Mm -hmm. By the time Jimmy was 60, because he was almost 40 when we started. Mm -hmm. So we had that plan pretty much working. But I just looked up and said, I want to work more on wealth building and other passive incomes. And, you know, from Kiyosaki's the three ways to do that is businesses, uh, real estate or stocks. And mm-hmm. we don't really like stocks because you're really more of a speculator. You're at somebody else's mercy. It's not really something you can, you know, touch, feel or control. And so we said, well, let's just do real estate. And and then at that 12th year, I started switching and said, OK, let me look at doing just pure businesses uh, and create more wealth that way.
1: I'm curious. I mean, <clears throat> Doing it through, I found that doing it through businesses, well, actually, I'd love to get your opinion. Doing it through businesses or doing it through real estate, which one do you prefer?
0: You know, uh, honestly, for me, I actually prefer the businesses and I'll tell you why. Um, And I never, I like the thrill of finding the deal or figuring out a way to find deals. Like I love the real estate vesting on the front end when I figured out that there was such a thing as the foreclosure steps. Mm-hmm. And I'm one, mm-hmm. I'm a real pioneer. And the beautiful thing, Rob, is I'm a multiplier and Jimmy's a simplifier. So mm-hmm. we make a beautiful combination. And if you don't mm-hmm. have, if you're a multiplier, then find you a simplifier. If you're a simplifier, find you a multiplier because multipliers make big messes. They go find mm-hmm. opportunity. I, I just, I think one of my unique gifts is I can see opportunity, especially for me or other people that other people can't see. I can, mm-hmm. I can talk to mm-hmm. a person and go, man, here's your opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, for me, uh, I, I love, I've learned to really love, and I'm a pretty introverted person, but I love the succeeding through people because what I'm fascinated with now is collaboration. So mm-hmm. instead of anybody competing, what if we looked at what your strengths are and we looked at what my strengths are and we probably even serve the same audience, but we put those together and we make something more beautiful that nobody else could make because nobody else has you and nobody else has me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And who so, not how,
1: Absolutely. Like, have, have you read, have you oh, read the
0: book? <laughs> I've been, I've been coached by Dan's program for like, I'm going on my eighth year.
1: Oh, I love okay. yeah. Oh my! I, I love by the it. Way, I never heard of Dan, which is crazy because now I'm like, I see him everywhere, but I'd never heard of Dan Sullivan. Six months ago, yeah. I got the book, who not how it was referred to me. And literally, it's the best book that I've read oh. in, in, in like a decade, right? I was yeah. like, this book changed. And, you know, the concept at surface level, it just, you know, it's it's like, hey, it makes sense, right? But when you read the book and you go down deep and you understand how powerful collaboration is and how, yes. how it's not about competition, it's about collaboration and how yeah. two people can just create that <sighs> rocket fuel. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah
0: we had Dan on my, our podcast, Everything Life in Real Estate. And we had him talk about who, not how, because, you know, and and I've been coached by great people like Gary Keller and still coach today. And every time he, I get a chance to be in front of him, I will be. And he's the very first person that taught me the difference between succeeding through talent. And, and Dan takes that to a new level too, because he, the other part of what I love about owning businesses is I love finding people that I can put them in their unique ability on my team mm-hmm. and they just shine because they're getting to do the, the one or two things that they actually are phenomenal at. Mm-hmm. And, and then we've got other people on the team that are doing the other pieces. And I'm telling you, I've been experimenting and playing with that for the last probably a little over a year and a half to two years and amazing results are coming out of that. So, you know, and Gary says the same thing with hiring talent, but, this is taking it to the micro level of let's get down to even if you and I were just doing one or two or three things, that was our lane. That Mm -hmm. is our gift that we just, you know, and, and sometimes they're, the things are so easy for you. You think they're easy for everybody and they're Mm -hmm. not right they're Mm -hmm. They're easy for you. But the more I play with that, with my team members, oh my gosh, it just, it gets more and more fun. And so Mm -hmm. it could be that the reason I, I'm saying that now is because that's my new shiny object. <laughs> and <laughs> okay. I like, I'm a pioneer. So I like things on the front end. I get us into everything that we've ever gotten into. I let us into real estate sales. I let us into real estate investing. I let us into profit share. I let us into vacation rentals. I've, mm-hmm. I'm the pioneer, but Jimmy makes it beautiful and makes it scale and do all those great things.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you're talking about the different income streams that you have, right? So, you've got the teams in the market, or let's say the market centers, right? Yeah. Go ahead.
0: And my team, I actually, in the next, over the next, I think we have about another five years or so, uh, we will be completely paid off. So, Brad ran my team, like you referenced in the beginning, at the Mm -hmm. seventh level for 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. Then we put a structure to pay out where he would pay. About $1.1 million before it was done over a 10-year period to pay us completely out. So mm-hmm. ran it for 20 years so that I could get my freedom and my time back to go build wealth in other ways. And Jimmy just all oversaw the team. And so we still had that income. And now what we have from the team is we have that payout that comes out a set amount every month until it's paid off completely. Until it's paid off. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have, we have five market centers. Let me see. One, two, three. Yeah. Five market centers, um, Keller Williams market centers. We have a profit share stream. That's, uh, right around 1.4, 1.5 million each year. Mm-hmm. We have vacation rentals. We, we actually have 26, I believe. Um, and we are building 12 more eight are on the ground, but we're stopping the last four because of lumber costs. So, uh, we're got eight more coming up into this year and the beginning of the next. Some will be four will be finished in August. The other four will be finished uh, probably February if it doesn't stop raining in Branson.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and I love that story because I believe that somebody within your network made you aware of Branson, right? And they said, "Hey, I'm buying yeah. here." So tell that story because I think that that's part of a a collaboration play as well.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you've heard this or not. Uh, and one more stream that we've actually just added, uh, Rob, is the uh, the uh, online courses and education, because mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. to teach. I love to share just like you do with other people. And so this opportunity in the vacation rentals came. I always say, here's my formula for for doing anything. And this is a book that I have in progress. It's called capital R plus capital V plus another capital V over capital T. So what does that mean? Relationships. What mm-hmm. relationships do you need to have in your life? You know, it could be uh, who do you want to be a hero to? Who gives you mm-hmm. energy by helping? Um, who's got the money that you need that you need to sell your service to, and you you would enjoy it, and so would they. Uh, who who do you need in your life that may open doors to opportunity? Uh, Who do you need to mentor and coach? Uh, Who do you need in your life to help support you with whatever you do? So everything has to do with relationships. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the next one is the capital V that says, if I don't have the validity, I can't open the door to any relationship that I want to open to. Mm -hmm. You know, if if I called you today or you called me today, we'd both take that call instantly Mm -hmm. because we both have validity with each other. But if, if, if you don't haven't created validity, it's harder to get that relationship door open. And mm-hmm. so I got to figure out what validity do I need and how do I keep growing my validity or how can I use mm-hmm. other people's validity? And I always like to say this about validity. Everybody has it and nobody thinks they do, but everybody mm-hmm. has it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing I got to do is figure out whoever I'm trying to do service with or whatever I'm trying to do, Recruit or do whatever. What's their value or value gap that I can? What's a value to them right now? Most important, or what is a big value gap that they have? That if I could start to step into that value gap, then I would create this amazing motivator that Robert Caldini calls reciprocity or beholdenness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. as I create that, people can't stand for you to outgive them. So what they want you to do is they want to figure out what can I do back with you. And so mm-hmm. a lot of times that's just step into a deeper relationship with me. If I ask you, mm-hmm. you know, to do something with me, the answer will be yes, because I've done that formula. And then I got to, whatever the situation is, I got to put enough time in for mm-hmm. that to pay off. And everything has a different time loan. If I'm selling a house, I'm going to get that money in probably 30, 60 days. If I'm buying investment property, it could take a little bit longer because I got to just figure out who are the people that I need to be a hero to and, mm-hmm. and what's my validity that's going to allow them to want me to be the person that buys their house. And then what's their biggest value gap right now? Is it, mm-hmm. is it pain from, you know, devastation, divorce, drugs, whatever, if it's an investment property. But in this case, uh, we had been teaching, and mentoring in our office, like, you know, that we always do. And we had allowed our agents to bring any of their friends or clients that they wanted to bring, because our goal was to teach the hold method and serve them, uh, and give them validity with their investors. Right. So this girl brings her best friend who is a stay at home mom. And she comes to the, the class that Jimmy teaches that day in flyer mound. And then a few weeks later, Uh, Gary Keller and Jimmy passed on an opportunity to do a breakout with uh, uh, Robert Kiyosaki. And I'm definitely not passing on that deal. So I Mm -hmm. took it and she comes to that class, but we don't know she's in the room and we meet her, you know, a few months later and find out that her kid is in the same class as my kid. We just didn't know each other. Hmm. And she comes up to us at a football game and says, Hey, I just wanted y'all to know I've been buying investment properties. And she had her like a really big number already because she'd been doing short sales. This was back during Mm -hmm. short sales. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, my gosh, because Gary's taught me to recognize talent. I thought, man, this girl's talent to do that that quickly. So I said, hey, why don't you and I meet for coffee once a month at the Barnes and Nobles and uh, let's hold each other accountable for doing more investments. And she said, "Okay, I'd love to do that. Well, every month, all she talked about was these vacation rentals in Branson, Missouri. (laughs) Until until one month, she says, hey, I short sell two and I can only afford to buy one. Do you all want to buy the other one? And that was it. We were mm. off to the races. We, we looked at the one. numbers.
1: Yeah. You, you looked at the, and you, then you started building them. It sounded like, yep. or yeah, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So we so drove, that- we drove there that
0: next day because we wanted to feel it and touch it and see. And we'd been mm-hmm. to Branson before cause our kids had actually attended a Christian camp outside of there. But, um, I see this day of the year. What it would normally take us seven hours took us 14. So we got there already thinking, oh, I don't know about this. But we mm-hmm. fell in love with the cabins and the coziness and the experience. And yeah, we've since built. Now we're building more and we've bought. People know we buy. So they call us when they want to sell one.
1: Well, you know, I noticed and when I went to your office, I think it was. When was that? Four or five years ago? I'm not uh, sure what year it was. Yeah, right?
0: it goes so fast. Yeah, I think four or five years.
1: What did you call your room? Is it the war room or the situation? What yeah, it's it? it's actually called the strategy room. The strategy room. Yeah. Right? Yes. And I remember um, at the time it sounded like you guys were selling some of your assets and replacing them with others. Right. Yeah. Why did Why were you doing that? I'm curious.
0: Well, we are the hold people. <laughs> we mm-hmm. did write the book Hold, but we have sold. Um, you know, we've had many hundreds of properties and we've had partnerships that, that either the partner wanted to sell out or we want to sell out. So we've taken some and we sold some that way. We also have top graded some of the properties who just honestly we should have kept them because now they're like quadrupled in price. But mm-hmm. again, we've never we've never regretted Holding, we've always regretted selling, right? Sure. But then, and then also we just recently, um, you know, we've just refinanced a bunch uh, to get Mm -hmm. ready for a big business opportunity that's coming down the pipeline for us that we think is going to come up pretty quick and we want to be ready for that. And, uh, but we just refinanced those and we just refinanced about half of them and we're still like 60, 65% loan to value ratio on because a lot of them are getting real close to being paid off. And um, we've sold a few just either like just not really good neighborhoods where we felt like we, it was going to keep going up. It was just going to keep deteriorating or the house needed too much repairs or we were just dissolving a partnership. Because sometimes we'll mm-hmm. buy properties um, like with Brad, we bought properties as kind of part of his incentive package. Uh, we still mm-hmm. do buy some properties, but occasionally he'll need cash or he wants to sell. So we usually just go ahead and sell if that's what he wants to do if we have a partner. But majority
1: of our time we still hold. Okay. And so what would your, so by, well, a couple of things, I want to go back. I love, who do you want to be a hero to? When I mm-hmm. read that in the book, it mm-hmm. hit me like a ton of bricks. Cause I was like, yeah. Oh, I, I know exactly who I want to be a hero to. Mm-hmm. And I need to spend more time doing that. Right. And this is why we're doing this, right? Yeah. I, I love helping people learn this piece. Um, so I want to go back a little bit. You, you would say, up a plan of basic 20 properties, right? One yep. a year. You wanted them paid off in 20 years, right? I believe there were a thousand the rents were a thousand dollars a month because the idea yep. was you wanted to have twenty thousand dollars in passive income that was coming mm-hmm. in. And that yep. that initial spark, that thought, then obviously led to something substantially larger, right? Substantially yeah. larger. Um, but what would you tell yourself, you know. Now your younger self, like what have you learned in that process? How could you have made that move faster? Right. Um, Your path is your path, but I'm just curious, you know, when you look back, you're like, Oh, I should have, we could have done this a little bit better. We could have done this a little bit faster. Right.
0: Yeah. I think it boils down to courage. You know, one of the things that Dan teaches that was another huge impact to me when I saw it, because I realized the way my life had gotten so massively big is because I actually had unknowingly followed this, what he calls his 4C formula. Mm -hmm. And I think anybody that's listening to this, you can probably follow along and go, yep, that's what I've done too. Or that's, you know, that's what it's going to take if you need to, you want to do it. And that is, you've got to make commitments that scare you. Uh, you know, when you're $600,000 in debt and you're making a plan to make 250, almost $250,000 in passive income and buy 20 properties, that that's a scary commitment. And Mm -hmm. the way, like Dan says, the way, you know, it's a scary commitment is the minute you make it, you wet your pants. And (laughs) the difference between fear and courage is fear is where you wet the pants and courage is where you just do the commitment with those wet pants on, you know, you (laughs) you don't bother, go take them off. You just go ahead and do it. Right. And, um, and then, then you, the reason it, it takes courage is because you don't have all the credentials when you start anything, you, mm-hmm. there's just no way to have all the credentials, it's just not possible. Right. And that's what people mm-hmm. wait for. And so what happens is you don't like that horrible place called courage. So you hurry and get those credentials. And then you get this amazing sea called confidence. Mm-hmm. A lot of people stop right there. Mm-hmm. They don't now go out and look for that next scary commitment. And that's what you have to do. And so if I was talking to my younger self, I would say, go find those big, scary commitments sooner. Go, go do more of them. Don't Mm -hmm. stop. Keep doing them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And because, you know, it's, it's, it's not what we want to do. We get complacent. I like to call that the fifth C. Dan doesn't recognize the fifth C, but I do because I feel like I myself has found myself in complacency. Mm -hmm. And once I was aware, you know, it's kind of like once you know something, you can't pretend you don't. Now I'm like looking around going, what's my next big scary commitment? You know, what if you think about it, it's the funnest time of your life anyway. It's horribly, you know, scary, but it's so fun, really. And so, but it gets, it. the more successful you get, the harder it gets to make yourself go out and go, well, where's that next big scary commitment? I can jump myself right in the middle of,
1: you know. Well, what I saw you doing a few years back, um, and I've, I've, I've seen it evolve, is you started entering into the... Okay, I've done this. I know how to build this, and now I'm going to start coaching and training and building mm-hmm. websites and creating content yeah. and yeah. landing pages and opt in and all that stuff. So, how has that evolved? Tell me a little bit about that journey. You know, you've got your podcast, right? Yeah. So, yeah. How many episodes have you done now of the podcast? Oh gosh,
0: that is three hundred and something. I mean, wow. it's it's unbelievable. I'm terrible. I never know the numbers. I just do. I do things that give me joy and give me energy and make me happy and can serve mm-hmm. others. And then I don't worry about all the, i let somebody else worry about the numbers, but uh, I know it's over 150 something thousand downloads and it's, it's been really fun. And you know, all of this, honestly, Rob is doing what you and I were talking about and what you, you mentioned that you said, I, I love that. And I want to spend more time with who I want to be a hero to, as I begin to pay more attention to what things give me energy and what give me joy And what could I do for the next 25 years and never tire of it? Mm -hmm. Um, I used to say, it's the thing that you love doing so much that you don't. Remember how when people used to say, hey, what could you do uh, for free? Well, that Mm -hmm. that didn't ever resonate with me because I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Volunteer is about the only thing I could do for free. I hated it when people put it that way. But now what I realized is what they really should have said is, what could you do that you love so much that you don't worry about? the pay, because Mm -hmm. you understand that when you bring value to the world, you can't keep the pay away. Mm -hmm. If you can bring enough value to the world, the money's just going to show up. Mm -hmm. I like that all better, you know? Mm -hmm. And so all I really started focusing on is, okay, what are the things that give me joy, that give me energy that I love doing? And, um, and then what's that next natural door that's trying to open and natural doors do open if you're paying attention. Mm Um, and what I found is, and I, someone had told me this a long time ago and I didn't know it, it's it's definitely taken me longer on the online world because it, it was mm-hmm. so foreign to me. And to be honest with you, Rob, freedom is so important to me that I looked at all those online people and I thought, oh, heck, I don't want what they have. They got jobs. I don't want none of that. But I've learned a different way to do it in a mm. way that it's not a job for me. Or the part of the job that I have is this kind of stuff. I'm yeah. speaking on the podcast or I'm teaching or I'm doing the recordings of the teaching. I can do all that, but don't give me a job because I've been working my whole life to get rid of all those, right? And so I struggled in the beginning because when I started reaching, seeking the people that could answer those questions for me, I looked up and said, they don't have freedom. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm one of those that always have plan A, plan B, C, D, and E, because I know that gradually and suddenly can happen. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just Mm -hmm. always looking for what's that next natural door that's a natural step to take into that what that I would enjoy doing, and that would give me energy and that I would serve the tribe on the people I want to be a hero to. And then I just keep looking for those next opportunities. And I keep putting the people around me that make it look like I know everything I know about all that. And I don't know hardly any of it. I just know my lane. (laughs) you know. And that's all I have to know is my lane.
1: (laughs) So who do you want to be a hero to?
0: Honestly, for me, it's that successful but overworked and specifically that successful but overworked real estate entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I love entrepreneurs period. Mm-hmm. Don't give me a you know a CEO or somebody that's got a job that's spending somebody else's money for coaching or training and all that stuff. I'm not interested. I'm interested in the person that goes out there and takes nothing and makes it into something. And mm-hmm. for me specifically, because I've spent the last 30 years here, I love people that love real estate, you know mm-hmm. and so I've primarily <clears throat> kept my lane although we do have some, some people that have reached us out that are just entrepreneurs, but I love the real estate entrepreneur that, that, you know, is trying to figure out leverage and, and wants more freedom in their life. And they, you know, they want all the same things that you and I
1: want and they just don't know how to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And you've, and you've walked, you've walked the path and, and can give them guidance and mentorship in that, in that process. Right. Because you've made the mistakes and you've got the battle scars and you've, you know, you you have had the partnerships. And I love that, Linda. I think that's awesome. By the way, it's the same person I want to be a hero to as well. There we go. That's yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think I think part of it is for me, you know, I went through a period of time where, you know, my daughter, my daughter's nineteen now. And wow. she, um, which just blows my mind, right? Uh, but she was like, "Dad, I just remember how hard you were work, like how hard you were working, right? And that's not the memory that I, you know I, I, I want her to have, right? I, yeah. I want her to have a, a different memory, but that memory, it, that, that is the memory. It was like, hey, you and Mom were working all the time building yeah. this business. And so, you know, we can't go back and rewind that clock. We could only, you know, take that information and, and move forward in a, in a great way. But I feel that I can, I can help that next real estate entrepreneur do it a little bit yeah. better, a little bit smarter, yeah. a little bit faster, find the leverage, you know, sooner, and 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 get off the treadmill or the, you know mm-hmm. faster, right? And it just starts with a thought, like that, that's it's like, hey, have you thought about what the next ten or fifteen years is going to look like? right? Are you going to stay on that treadmill the whole time? Or are you going to do something different that is going to create a legacy? wealth for your family, right? So yeah. I, I think it's is all part of that journey. So I, I I've loved watching what you guys are doing online. And the online thing is, is uh, I, I feel you too, where you're like, wow, those people are on all the time. They're like a prisoner. They seem like they get mm-hmm. a prisoner to social media, right? Is that what you want? And um, But there are ways, like you said, there's ways to do it like this, where you just create the content and then you chop it up in a thousand different places and pieces and other people do that. And great. You know, it's awesome. Yeah. So what class, what courses are you teaching right now? What classes are you teaching?
0: Uh, Well, the first one we created was a profit share course and it's exclusive to people that are in Keller Williams, but, um, I, this is where this formula got burst because, Mm. And when I really looked at it, this formula is what I've used for everything I've ever done. If you send mm-hmm. me, when Gary sent me to Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky Bill Keller Williams, that's the formula I used to build my real estate practice to over 200 transactions a year. That's the formula I used. Mm-hmm. And when it came time to do profit share, because it's the only thing I knew, that's the formula I used, right? So we've been teaching that uh, exclusively. And I love the way we're doing it because we rolled out the course and they buy the online course. And then they jump on a monthly call with us. So mm-hmm. I love it because once a month I'm getting to connect with them and, and help answer questions about what do you need? What went well? What, what's your win from this? And what were you struggling, you know, mm-hmm. moving this along? And so that's been fun. We'll probably do something very similar. Uh, I'm actually creating a listing course right now because listings to me is one of the highest forms of leverage. And when mm-hmm. I looked out in the world, there wasn't really a one place that some and I saw a lot of agents that didn't understand how important it was to become a strong listing agent for sustainability and income leveling out and longevity in the business. So we are actually finishing up in the next 30 days, a full online listing course that uh, will teach them, you know, what mindset do you need to be a strong listing agent? What scripts, what dialogues, all the, all the things to to switch your mindset from chasing these buyers that have to be wearing you completely out to how do I focus and become a strong listing agent? And we're doing that because it's easy. That stuff's all the stuff I've taught for 30 plus years anyway. And so I'm doing the things I'm I'm taking the low hanging fruit first. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we're also have started the investing uh, course um, to do the same thing. So what will happen is we'll roll that online course out. And then once a month they can jump on a call uh, with Jimmy and I, or Jimmy or whatever, whoever's, you know, I'm sure both of us will probably do it uh, once a month and we can kind of guide them and walk them along. And so that's what, what I have so far. Uh, and then ultimately I may move to helping other people do some of these same things like, you know, let us teach you how to, cause everybody has knowledge and information that the world could use. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we'll probably move from that one to, we've got a really good system and we're really doing a good job of, Learning what that looks like and putting it together, so we will probably help other, maybe realtors or whoever that wants to do it, do some of those same things. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to write this next book, this this R plus V plus V over T will be be a next little book that I do.
1: I I love that. And and you've probably been thinking a thousand different ways. How what is the title of the book? How like is that yes. the title? Right, right. That's the that's the thing. It's like what's the title? How is it going to resonate with the audience? Like. Am I speaking directly to the avatar, right? So uh, I'll, I'm excited to see what's the what's the deadline? What's the goal? Have you set yourself, or are you just
0: no? You know, I'm kind of I'm, I'm moving. I got a, quite a few projects. I got a great girl that's a great project manager that's moving us along really pretty fast on all of it. I have all of these things: the investment course, the listing course, profit share has already been out. We've got about 400 and something members that. Mm. uh, that are, that are already doing it. So that, that part's fun. And then it rolls out every month. So people, new people join us every month, but the book and the other investing course, I, I put it to be done by the end of the year. So that's kind of our deadline, if you will. Um, and you know, I, I no longer, we have two really, we have two big books. We have presentation mastery for realtors, mm-hmm. uh, which I've updated and taken the two best chapters. And we're just going to use those as kind of giveaways for people. And, uh, then we're going to, um, we have hold, of course, how to mm-hmm. find, buy, and rent house to build wealth. But and I'm right going to now, yep, now I'm going to move to the little books uh, because I've I've discovered that I don't, I'm not out to be famous to anybody other than the people I want to be famous to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just looking mm-hmm. for validity in the tribe I want to be valid to. So I don't want to go spend thirty five, forty five, fifty thousand. 50000 Now, that doesn't mean that someday this book might not turn into something like that, but it'll happen organically if it does. Right now, it'll be a small book that I can, giveaway to people. It's small. If I sell it, it's super cheap. That just makes me reach more of the kind of people I want to reach.
1: Sure. It's an introduction. Uh, yeah. You you know, the four C's you gave me that book and it it's, it's a small, it's a small little book, right? It's a fun book.
0: Yeah. Dan puts out one a quarter. I'm not going to get so aspirational that
1: I say I'll do that. (laughs) One a quarter. That's wild. That is wild. 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 That's awesome. Well, so, uh, the course, the training piece is the next big frontier, right? Uh, You're going to continue building all of these things. Do you have, I'm just curious, do you have leaders that are running the profit share side or is that you? Do you have, you know, do you have somebody that's running the the offices I would imagine, right? Um, investments yep. might be Jimmy, mm-hmm. right? How have yeah. you kind of organized your world? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, pretty much again, I do, I told you, I do what I do, which is this. I do as much mm-hmm. of this as I can. I do our podcast Um, we're, we'll be doing an investment one eventually, uh, once we get our crap together on that one, I find it's harder if I've got to, if I've got to figure out the schedule between Jimmy and I both and, Mm -hmm. and all that stuff, but we will get it. We'll, we'll get it figured out because he's super busy in Branson right now. But, um, yes, there's pretty much people doing all the pieces that I'm not very good at. Um, and we're about to hire, we're going to go after a really strong marketing person that can do run the whole side of our infusion soft, the social Mm -hmm. media, everything. Because uh, right now I have a girl temporarily doing that, um, that kind of works part-time with us to do that. And then I have Sarah who kind of helps me move the project along. She's the one that's helping me create the, the listing course and press my son, which you met mm-hmm. at the, at the event that we did. Um, he is the one that pretty much put the the whole Profit Share Mastery course together, but he's mm-hmm. got a full-time job. So he had to do it on the side. So, I'm going to start now looking for people who this would be their full-time thing to do. And to be honest with you, I'd love to do, I love to do the small groups like we did that you guys came four Mm -hmm. or five years ago where we do the evening before it's our home. We love people in our home and love to get more, you know, close with people and, and have that more intimate setting. And then just have a small group. I don't, you know, I don't have a desire to have 30,000 people in an audience, you know, Mm -hmm. listening to me. Um, Necessarily, that's not what I want to create, but I love those small working groups, and I have a dream to eventually maybe have on our ranch where we have two vacation rentals mm. places we can actually go out and show you the like if we were going to remodel a house, here's all the products that we would pick and choose and Here's why we pick Home Depot and here's why we pick Lowe's on these. And this is, you know what I mean? I mean, more Mm -hmm. hands on. I always say we want to be the how to of the Chip and Joanna Gaines. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know, they give everybody the dream, the millions of people, the dreams, but we want to take the few people out of that that they don't want to just dream about it. They want to do it. And so that's kind of in my long term, you know, goals is is to maybe have a place set up here locally in the Dallas area where when people came in, we could actually go show you a house uh, and we could take you through the different steps of it, because I, I learn better if I see, mm-hmm. uh, I don't learn as well when I just read about it. But if you can show me, mm-hmm. show me what you're talking about, what does that mean? And what is that, you know, because some of the stuff, you know, is it, it the language can be overwhelming mm-hmm. to some people until you get to realize it's not really that complicated. But if you don't know what people are talking about, it can sound complicated.
1: Yeah, Linda, you know, it's interesting because um, that's what we did. That's how we learned there was a local investor that would hold a seminar at one of his projects. Mm-hmm. And what he did was I think we paid something like and it was really smart. And then we started copying it years later, because I was like, that was such a great experience. Um, I think it was like $1,500 for the weekend and he literally walked you through the entire project how the acquisition happened what you know what the renovation cost was going to be the arv like the type of paint the cabinets like everything so yeah so when when you walked away you felt like okay you got everything from you know cradle to grave um and then what he did was interesting he said listen and if you bring me a deal i'll credit you back the fifteen hundred dollars that you spent wow Right? that's good that's good it's it great and <laughs> and and then so what that did is it puts you into action at that point right yeah and we found years later so we learned that's how we learned we did it and I, I remember thinking man that was such a great experience we need to offer that same experience yeah. to you know and we just paid that paid that forward and then those people become partners some of those people run our grid chapters and other areas now right it's yeah it's pretty amazing to to kind of see where where you just kind of give that information with, you know, I, I believe that everybody should pay for, um, we give a lot of free content away, but there's something yeah. about when you actually pay for it, you put your money in there. It's yeah, so like sure. you want to return on that investment. At least that's how I operate. Yeah, right. Me too. Yeah. And, and then, and then you go and you're able to figure out how to monetize it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I would love that. Well, whenever you do it again, let me know. We would oh. love to come out. Um, so we'll we'll kind of we'll start wrapping this up a little bit, but I'm just curious, right? Because we've talked about a lot of different things. If you are, I'll give you the makeup of our room. We've got fifteen thousand people. There is a, the 80-20 rule, right? There's a lot of people that are getting started, want to get started. That they've got some knowledge, uh, and so the majority of our, our group are. People that are learning and growing. Twenty percent are doing a lot, right? We've got investors that are doing hundreds of transactions, you know, a year in our local area, and um, and they're plugged into what we do. But there's that there's that group that that's trying to figure out how to move this thing forward, how to move the dream forward, right? What advice would you give to that person, right? What advice would you give, you know, to the person that maybe they'd want to, they're still holding on to that job. They they want to leave that so that they can pursue this bigger dream that they have. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious how you might coach somebody like that. What would you say to them?
0: Well, um in it depends because you know, we never we knew that our cash flow was going to come from somewhere else. And this cash flow was going to be future cash flow. So if someone now my nephew, he took everything we was doing we were doing and he eventually quit his job and did it. So I would just say, well, how much, how, you know, be realistic because I'm, I'm kind of a cautious person You know, I don't over leverage everything because that's how everybody lost everything in the, in the eighties in Texas, they were way over leveraged. So, um, you know, I would say, you know, set a number that when you get to that number, you're going to, cause I mean, there is a certain point where, you know, you know what you need to know, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're pra- procrastinating and you're not moving at all, then you, you've got a gap of something you need to fill uh, you know, maybe you need a partner. Like we went and got a partner because there's no way we could have done the first three without a partner because we didn't have the money or the credit being that far in debt. So we were missing a who, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, you know, if it's knowledge, then get that knowledge. But if you, and if you're waiting for a hundred percent, forget that you're never going to mm-hmm. have a hundred, go at mm-hmm. 60 or 70 and you learn in motion, people learn in best mm-hmm. in action. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I would say, you know, either set a number that you're going to, you're going to, at this point, you know, I've got, I know, I know how to buy properties. I've already bought this many. This is the date I'm going to burn the boat Mm -hmm. Uh, because you already know you have the skill and you're going to do the lead generation. See, a lot of times it's lead generation that causes people to not be successful. They won't try to go find the properties. Mm -hmm. And so if if you know, you're going to do that, you've got the hardest part, you know, Mm -hmm. and if you're willing to pull the trigger on a property and buy it, you know, that's the hard part too is you, you know, making that commitment, but you're already making those commitments. So just make a decision on how many you feel comfortable that you got to have and then just burn that boat. Because mm-hmm. I find when you got one foot in the boat and the other on the land, you don't go anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. You got to <laughs> you know,
0: commit. You got to commit. And so, and commit. then, and then ask yourself, what, what happens if I don't do this? What does my mm. life look like in 20 years if I don't do this? We had a girl on our podcast. She's in our Profit Share Mastery course. But when I heard her, I said, you need to come on our, oh, we also have a Profit Share podcast. I forgot about that one that drops on the 21st, of course, every month. But what I love about what she said was she was in the retirement home business forever. Mm. And she said, let me tell you because we, we always wonder, how do we get people to understand the importance of working today for something they're going to get in the future? That's the mm-hmm. hardest part, I think, about what we do, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she said, let me share with you some of the stories that I've come across because people were not financially prepared for their parents to be older or for themselves to be older. It's mm-hmm. not a pretty picture. It's pretty mm-hmm. sad. Mm-hmm. And so I think the more people can put themselves into, look, I don't have to do anything, but if I don't, what does that look like if I, mm-hmm. if I fast forward 15, 20 years? Do I, do I have options? Do I have choices? Do I have freedom? You know, I always say there's so many things that come from you um, just going and trying to do everything you do the best you can, let never how much money shows up. Because we tend to have these, you know, these financial thermostats, I think, that hold people back. But I tell you what's been great joy is when we could step into some elderly family member and pay off their house and give them a life estate. And that's Mm -hmm. priceless. And you can't Mm -hmm. do that if you and never think never even blink an eye about doing it. Mm
1: -hmm. You can't
0: do that if you haven't really committed to this kind of stuff. And so those are the those are the, you know, unexpected gifts that you don't realize you're going to get if you will just kind of commit to this. There's too many people that are telling you it's you'll be better off if you do it. You know, just you're going to have to do a little bit of it on on blind faith, I think. And then yeah, and then reap the rewards later.
1: For sure. So let's talk to the other group real fast, the 20%, the ones that are uh, either in that group where they are working all the time and they're trying to figure out, they're stressed out, right? They are in that messy middle, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and what advice would you give them as they're, they know how to do the deals, they've been doing the deals, and now they're scaling their business. And, um, and they feel trapped by their business potentially they're stuck right um and they're trying to figure out how do they win back some of their time right Mm -hmm. it might be a leadership issue it could be a who issue right but what have you commonly seen seen are you talking about people who
0: you're talking about people who have a real estate business or they have a investment business
1: or both both (laughs) right okay. both i mean it, to me the, the real estate entrepreneur it's kind of the the avatar that you're saying that overworked real estate entrepreneur that's like okay i've got yeah. a business uh but i'm the business right now or i'm or i'm a big part of that business right and yeah. they're trying to figure out how to how to get back their time
0: well i would say i can promise you probably 100% of whatever you're doing your business is doing you're not enjoying every piece of it mm-hmm. so how you get your joy back is you start giving away those pieces that, that drain your energy that are annoying or that are just okay. And you Mm -hmm. start moving into the pieces of whatever your business is that actually light you up and give you energy. Right. Um, and then of course you, you're always asking yourself, you know, am I sacrificing my family, which is nobody wants to do at the end of Mm -hmm. their career, look back and say, well, man, I, I screwed that up, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I mean, if you're doing that, you got to stop it immediately. And even mm-hmm. if you go backwards, that's just what you do. But I would say just reflect on how what pieces of the job do you really love anyway and get somebody else that would it would light their fire to do the other pieces of the job, because I, I guarantee there's not 100 percent of whatever you're doing that you that that give you energy and make you motivated and excited every day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Learn to let it go. Right. Yeah. There's so yeah. many entrepreneurs that just don't want to let it go. They think that they are the best at it, right? Yeah. Um, and they're just simply not, right? You can't be the best at everything. Right, right. Just or, too, it's
0: cost- just too or, you, or you can try and it can cost you something because it's always costing you something. You just may not be paying attention to what it is actually costing you, but it's definitely costing you something.
1: Cost awesome, For sure. Well, Linda, if people want to find you online, what's the okay. best way? Uh, I'm never prepared for this question. You know, I
0: would say, uh, <laughs> if you like podcasts, listen to everything, life and real estate, we talk about everything. Uh, we, we literally talk about everything. I have some great guests on there. I have the guy that wrote the book, never split the difference. I have Dan great Sullivan. Book. I got some great guests. I, I really try to go after people. I want to ask great questions to. Uh, you can also re reach out to me at, um, uh lindamckissick.com and then always uh, what I love to give away rob is our freedom number worksheet Now you probably worked mm-hmm. on it when you read our our workshop but it's if you text to the number 33444 the words freedom number together as if it was one word i would say start if you haven't done this yet sit down and figure out what kind of number do you need to have the lifestyle you want to have and what are a few life's unexpected that might come up that would cause you to need more? Start with that number. Mm-hmm. If you haven't already, or if you haven't done it, go back, sit down with your significant other and do that exercise.
1: I love that. I love that. That's great advice. And I remember doing that worksheet and that number yeah. just keeps getting b- <laughs> bigger.
0: But, well, That's here's right. the cool thing. There's so many cool things you can do with, with too much. There's not much mm-hmm. you can do with not enough. That's right.
1: <laughs> That's right. For sure. Well, Linda, thank you so much for being part of part of Grid Talk. Tell Jimmy I say hi. I send my love, right? Hey, and, you
0: tell him he's in West Virginia at the Greenbrier trout fishing. So he's probably closer to you than he is to me. Oh, <laughs>
1: oh wow, that's awesome. awesome. Well hopefully he'll he'll hopefully he catches something nice, shows some pictures, yeah. right? Yeah, he will. Well, thanks, Linda. You take care. Thank you. Appreciate
0: it. You too.